Hello and welcome to Gundam, I hardly know him, the book club style podcast where we tackle every Gundam series, OVA, and movie in release order. It's season three and we're discussing Mobile Suit Gundam Double Zeta. I'm Michael and I'm joined by my three co-hosts who, when I introduce them, will do their impression of Bill Clinton launching off the Argama in a mobile suit. I've got Christian. You motherfucker. Why do you? <laughs> we are not your puppets. We are not. We are not in a jigsaw like puzzle room where we need Look, to do these I pass tasks. It to Christian first. I believe in Christian. Uh, Let him do it. Let him do it. And then we'll come back okay. to you. Christian. Christian, go ahead. Simon, My I'm, guy. I'm ready for this. Okay. <laughs> this is. This is handpicked for Christian. Christian, your impression of Bill Clinton in a mobile suit launching off the Arkema. It's Clinton. Bill Clinton. Akimas. (laughs) 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 All right, that's Christian. (laughs) We've got Alex. Uh, Before I do mind, Michael, can I request that you... Give me an example of what Bill Clinton sounds like. <laughs> I did not have sexual relations with that Zaku. <laughs> he's, a, he's a southern tired old man. <laughs> I did not have sexual relations with Haro. <laughs> oh, no. Why would you say that? What's that? <laughs> I'm so sorry. Just for that, I'm not gonna do the impression. No, you ruined it, Michael. It's over. Yeah, it's you over. didn't. You didn't have to. And and if you didn't know, we also have Simon. I'm Bill Clinton. <laughs> Me and my wife hate each other. I. That's why I'm in this big metal robot. <laughs> I have questionable. Uh, politics when it comes to the war in the Middle East. <laughs> so I've launched big robots over there. I hate my wife. And then that's Simon. That's me. Congrats. <laughs> that's all I know about Bill Clinton is that he had an affair with his wife. I barely know anything. An affair with his wife. I also wife. know... <laughs> do you want to? Do you guys want to know a fun fact about Bill Clinton, real quick? Let's hear it. So, I'm kind of. I think. I think we can all agree I'm the gamer of the group. Mm, um, I don't know. the character design. The character design for Sonic the Hedgehog was modeled after Bill Clinton. So, like, when the people that w- made Sonic the Hedgehog built, like, every single decision that they made for like how he acted how he treated others, Bill Clinton was used as, like, the the muse for all of that. And that's a real fact. You can look that the fuck up. He's just Bill Clinton with big red shoes. No fucking way. I'm dead-ass serious, <laughs> no, okay? Like, they were... Just no! Just Sega was fucking in... Mr. Sega was in the, like, room with all the Sega managers. They, <laughs> I don't know. Sega. They just wanted... Monsieur Sega... Yeah, that's my gamer fact. Oh, that's God. Simon gamer fact. I can't believe they found out that Sonic was on the logs of Epstein's private jet. That's kind of fucked up. Sonic's canceled. 
Yeah, dude, Sonic's been cancelled for a minute. <laughs> 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 That's actually true. What? He's too Yeah, I'm like I'm, I'm not I'm not bullshitting you. <laughs> That's like too oh good of a fact God. to be fake. Like if you had improvised, yeah, that, they you'd improv like improvised. <laughs> that would have <laughs> fucked up. Yeah. But that's like that I got a more fucking four-year degree in gaming, <laughs> and like that's all I learned from it. It's incredible. Anyways. Uh, anyway, yeah, uh, that all, all of that aside, uh, thanks for listening to the podcast. Uh, today we are talking about episodes thirty-one through forty in the penultimate block of episodes of a Mobile Suit Gundam Double Zeta. And as always, you know, tried and true classic segment. People love it. It's like chocolate oh, cake. Fuck. It's been so long, Michael. <laughs> We're starting off with, <laughs> with everyone's favorite segment. Where are we it's with Simon? <laughs> so long. Where are we with Simon? I'm watching Gundam. With my three best friends. Simon, Yay. your time starts now. So we find ourselves in the fucking desert. I We just discovered the underground city. That was kind of chill vibes. Um, And there's the independence movement. They're going to, they want, they're, they want to kill the city, I think. Um, And they want to save the city. The good guys want want to save the city that that's what episode 31 is all about they're in the they're in the desert and they're gonna save the city they're, they're gonna save it for the city it's gonna get saved we're gonna do it they're really gonna do it they're gonna say the good guys are gonna save the city we we're gonna do it we're, all right, we're ding, 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 <laughs> all right <clears throat> everybody shut up everybody shut the fuck up because i have a couple everybody things shut the fuck up. <laughs> i'm not playing around anymore with this this isn't a fucking game we bastardized this beautiful production <laughs> yeah shut up <laughs> i'm gonna start saying shut up more. Um, <laughs> hey simon hey simon be quiet you asshole <laughs> But um, before we get started, I have a couple things I want to say. Firstly, I'm putting an embargo on saying take. We're no longer saying it. I just realized, listening back to the last episode, we say take way too often. We're now talking about opinions. Not everything has to be a take. Secondly, (laughs) there is a a massive elephant in the room today, which is the subway bet. And we're not going to talk about it now. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we're not going to talk about it now, but oh, no. we just we just want to let you know yeah. that we didn't fucking yeah. forget. Simon and I have been talking so about it every day <laughs> since the last time we recorded. It's very important to us. 
And lastly, um, I am implementing a new game today, which is uh, as we go through the episodes, there's one specific moment where I genuinely cried. And I want you all to decide um, uh, at whenever that moment might come up during the walkthrough. Tell me what you think it is. Everybody gets one shot. Um, and, for all uh, ten episodes, there's one moment? Yeah, yeah. There's one moment. Okay. It's a good moment. I really liked it, and I think that uh, I think that you might get it. We'll see. Um, but do we have do we have any other housekeeping before we before we get going? No, I think you pretty much wrapped it up, Michael. Yeah. Clean house, yeah, spring cleaning, baby. Yeah, All right, I, my surroundings look exquisite. All right, so let's uh, jump right into episode thirty-one, which is Blue Team Part Two. Uh, the Gundam team returns to Galadai to find Ruluka. While there, the Mendra, a Neozeon ship under the command of August, attacks to seize Galada. The Gundam team, who are reunited with Ru, defend the city against the Neozeons and Glimitoto. Um, this is the second block on that episode with the blue team. I did feel like, and I kind of wanted to Alex you to talk about this, um, what did, what did you feel about the blue team story moving into the second episode? Because I felt like it was a little bit disappointing. Hmm. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to remember them too, but it's been a little bit since I just watched the episode. I guess I did want... I guess it did it... Yeah, kind of lackluster in the end. It was just... Yeah. They like they ended up being more like villains than like yeah. they ended up being way more villainous than I wanted them to be, you know? Mm-hmm. Like I feel like we ended last episode with like we I mean so rightfully stoked. so like Alex kind of being yeah, like like this is like I mean obviously they're, you know, counter um like are the 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 main cast, so like they're the they're the enemies, but like mm-hmm. they might have some like merit to like you know kind of what they're after, but it kind of just fell apart and like the show framed them as like this chaotic force and they started fighting each other and like you know it was just very much like they had no regard for like human life which i mean i i think in this show like the second that um a you know character or a group starts like killing civilians that's like the the show kind of showing that Mm -hmm. like that's the the enemy of the episode like that's the the opposing force um and they definitely just use that cliche on blue team which was kind of a bummer that's right yeah they got like yeah it just became super violent and aggressive and it it's disappointing to be like yeah it's pro african thing and they go back to this stereotype mm-hmm. of africans being aggressive mm-hmm. I think exactly there's exactly. definitely a lot left on the table in terms of what they could have uh done with that story or that material, I guess, or that situation, right? Um, you know, these freedom fighters fighting against colonization, essentially, right? Um, yes. And, like, Glemmy is talking to the blue team leader. He's like, you could become part of Zeon. You guys could be awesome. And he's like, no, we, all, all we want is independence. That's literally all we're asking for, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, it kind of is anticlimactic, but I think... Too, there is like a little bit of a gray area that they introduce with that third party kind of coming in at the very end of the episode, 
um and the blue team kind of fighting alongside the gundam team for a split second against these like other people killing civilians which kind of reminds me of like you know someplace like syria uh where there's like all these different political interests it's not just the syrian government against the rebel group there's like all a whole ecosystem um and i think that kind of represents like a real war zone in a sense but yeah, I think there could have been it more done, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I didn't really think about it, like, watching it, but today I re-listened to our last episode, and we, like, specifically, like, Alex and Simon, and, like, we're really excited about their story, and talking about how, like, we thought that it was a really cool segment to kind of go into for the show. And then, like, now looking at my notes, I'm like, it kind of fell flat in the end, because I feel like it, they, they lost their leader, and it seems like they kind of just, like, were hamstrung into the to the Gundam team versus uh-huh. Neo Zeon plot in the yeah. end. Whereas uh-huh. like in some of the earlier episodes, um earlier on with the uh Rommel unit and then with Masai's heart, like I felt like those were full like fully conceived ideas. stories, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whereas this one just seemed like wrapped up a little bit too much. Um uh-huh. but you know, again, like that that shouldn't really like color the how we felt about that first episode and also about the the show's time in this area you know to begin with which i feel like worked really well um in general but yeah i did mm-hmm. i did find it just a little bit disappointing but um you know all in all i mean part of the reason why i didn't have a lot to talk about in this episode specifically is because i do think that we're on the precipice of three episodes that i would say are the best three episodes of Gundam that we've seen yet. So uh, I was kind of just excited mm, to get okay. to those as well. But uh, I'll, I'll let Christian go ahead and take us into episode 32. Episode 32, Crossing the Salt Lake. So as the Gundam team is headed to reunite with the Aragama, they're ambushed by Commander August. Um, and his it's he has a Dryson team, right? If I'm yeah. not mistaken. Uh. Uh, Beach's ego gets in the way, and he steals the double Zeta from Judo. Um, despite all that madness, uh, Judo is uh, able to repel August and his Dryson unit. Um, and that's basically the gist of the episode there, but what really stood out to me um, is Glemmy's... Like, he really shines as a villain in this episode to me, like, you get to see the really dark, sinister side to him. And he is, you know, for a lot of anti-heroes or villains, you know, most of the time I like them for who they are and what they are, you know. But Glemmy is a villain that I love to hate. And I realize there aren't a lot of villains that I love to hate. You know, that there aren't a lot of uh, pieces of art or media that have gotten that reaction out of me. and. Glemmy does that for me. I think he's he's a great character. But I want to get your all's thought on that. I think he's a little bit like Joffrey Game of Thrones kind of. Um that's like yes. kind of what he turns into cuz he's like really comical at first but then you're like in this episode I'm pretty sure it's where he shows that he has like new type corpses and cryo like cryo sleep chambers. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know about you all, but at first I like didn't un- like I couldn't tell because of the coloring who was in there. I thought for sure he had Camille's corpse. 
And I was just like, what the <laughs> fuck is happening? Like, we're getting like a zombie Camille like piloting a mobile suit? What the fuck? Um, that would be pretty but, sick, actually. Uh, <laughs> but it, it ends but, up being revealed to be something different. <laughs> just the the image of from the light of those uh, cryo containers, whatever you want to call them, uh, on his mm-hmm. face. Uh, that yeah. stuck with me like for a couple days after I watched yeah. it. So I was like, huh, you know. Um, but yeah, that's that's pretty much episode thirty-two for me. And um, I think Glemmy is an amazing. It's a great villain. Yeah, yeah. yeah. While we're here, I do want to say I had a previous note on the last episode, which is that I really like Glemmy's voice actor. Um. Yes, for the Japanese for the Japanese version, but I think that like it's a very unique voice, and it's very like childish and evil at the same time. Um, also, in the last episode, uh, Lemmy's at a bar, I believe, with the uh, the guy that was trying to paint through Luca or whatever. And whenever Glemmy gets up yeah. to leave the bar, he just smashes his glass and then walks away. I thought that was a pretty badass move. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, the the last note I have is that um, that last episode was called Beyond the Salt Lake. Chef would have loved the Salt Lake. Poor Chef yeah. didn't didn't live to see the Salt Lake. Also, do you all think you Chef is dead? Yeah, he might be I don't alive. Think Chef's dead. He's, def- he's definitely living it. He's yeah, probably just kicking he... it. Ar- he's probably Amaro's personal chef now. He's alive, but he's fighting type two diabetes. <laughs> <laughs> He's got his he, own no. battles to fight. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. He's watching. He's watching all these pilots go fight off in space, but he's fighting the healthcare system. Oh, he I retired, and more. his pension isn't really paying the bills. So oh, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, I want to paint. I want to paint a more positive uh, picture, which is that he is like uh, the Gundam Universe's Emerald Lagasse, and he has his own TV show. Where he does uh, oh. cooking uh, in zero gravity, um, and he has his own. Like... Do you think Chef? Mm-hmm. I bet Chef would be a really good judge on BB. Oh, great British Bake Off. Um, he'd be a horrible judge on that show. <laughs> he'd be like, "These cookies don't have enough salt. This cake doesn't have enough but, salt." Yeah, <laughs> you know what? That's I a think fair point. no matter what, a Chef has a really big family. Okay, and they Definitely. all they all love him. And, I think he's uh, surrounded by love. So he's he's got a lot of love, yeah. a lot of support. All right, he's gonna. Be I, I will say, uh, I think Gundam accidentally stumbled into some correct science on this one because um, the higher altitude changes the way, the way food flavors, and typically tastes less strong. So oh his like insensible God. request for salt is because the eye up oh. in the sky. Shit. Holy shit! Dude. Wait, are you telling me like he's gonna go back down to Earth and like eat something and like just tears are gonna be welling up in <laughs> yeah. his eyes? He's like, yeah. this has plenty of salt in it. In fact, this is a bit too, too salty. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Like I was up and like I was pouring salt on my tortilla chips when I was like stationed in the fucking Argama, but I just went to Taco Bell and I don't think I can finish this right now. This yeah. is a bit so much what actually me. happens with Chef is he. He starts this new low sodium uh, health craze on planet Earth. Oh, I love that. Yes, sucks. Fuck he has a change shit. of no, heart. I love that. 
I and love that for sure. um, yeah, he is incredibly successful. Yeah, he starts a multi-level really marketing now. scheme. <laughs> it's not yeah. level. He no, he, he everything's <laughs> legit. He's just that's his new health craze. Just he gets he has to go to court. A pyramid assault. scheme that he gets salt. <laughs> he gets in trouble for ha- uh, running a pyramid scheme, but it, he, it's only a slap on the wrist. He only <laughs> really you know he's on, he's on while probation. We're, while we're here, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a quick burning question. Um, while we're here, where's here, bud? (laughs) (laughs) While we're talking talking about Chef, it's all part of my master plan. I'm going to do a burning question. Yes, 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 yes. Question. Which out of our team from Double Zeta is most likely going to get wrapped up into Chef's multi-level marketing scheme? Oh, Beecha. Oh, easy. Inu. Inu. (laughs) (laughs) Inu would feel too bad. Inu would feel like too guilty to not like everyone would be like like whispering to like each other like this is obviously a pyramid scheme like who yeah. does this old man think he is and like you know would be like no guys like it sounds like a really nice business model that's really fleshed out and had a lot of thought put into it like God, definitely I okay love i love that <laughs> that is that is all <laughs> Yeah, Inu's the right answer. Again, nice. um, those questions typically have a right answer, but Alex got it right. It was Inu. Ugh, yikes. All right, episode 33, um, an afternoon in Dublin. The Argama heads to Dublin, where the Federation has a larger force and where Pla will can see a doctor. On the way, a Neo-Zeon group attacks them, but they are able to fend them off in a visually stunning battle in the clouds. Once they arrive in Dublin, Bright finds his way to a Federation meeting, and Judo sneaks along, interrupts the meeting to call them all cowards, and punches a general in the face. Bright and Judo are then thrown into the brig, how do you like them apples, Bright? And the Fetty base is attacked by the Ozeons. <laughs> Bright and Judo are uh, trapped in the basement and are close to death due to a lack of air when they are saved by none other than Fa motherfucking Yuri Fazback. Simon, right. yeah. what do you think about this? I love my one note is followed by maybe 12 exclamation points. Um, <laughs> I'm very happy that Fa's <laughs> back. <laughs> you, can, you guys can't see this right now, but Christian has an electric guitar out right now. <laughs> no, that episode was... um. It was uh stressful when they were in the uh when they were just getting smoked out. But one thing that I do want to say about this episode is during the fight, I think earlier in the episode they were talking about like laundry or some shit. You know, like it's like I yeah yeah they were holding clothes, and then during the fight there was clothes like fi- flying through um the um. A command area on the Argama, and I started to notice that. Uh oh, Simon's gone. So what Simon is trying to say is that in Europe, uh, they don't have washers and dryers because they're. <laughs> I don't know if you, that's you know, what he was getting at. <laughs> bad for the environment. So <laughs> yeah, there's Alex, clothes. Alex, um, what do you think he was getting at? 
<laughs> they hang out. They they hang them out to dry. Uh, so, yeah, is that the laundry? That's why. Uh, no, no, no. You see, see, the laundry is supposed to symbolize that. What's her face comes back? A hypersexual lady. Shara Soon? Oh, Kara Soon? Yeah, Shara Soon, because you remember that number she was doing laundry a lot when she was a slave. So, I think Simon was going to say is that the, <laughs> the, the ultimate part of the episode is when the laundry <laughs> flies through the command deck, and then Shara Soon comes out and starts fighting everyone. Okay, well, he's back now, so we can find out what he was getting at. <laughs> Simon, <laughs> yeah, what was he trying to say? Simon, what were you going to say about the laundry? <laughs> Wait, did you not hear any of that shit? No. no. Wait, did it just sound like I was rambling about like, oh my god, that's infuriating. <laughs> um, th- wait, that's infuriating. <laughs> how do we? How do we? Oh my god. god. <laughs> hey Simon, is there any way you can disconnect again? Is there? Any <laughs> <way>? <laughs> that was good. No, I was just that gonna was say good. the laundry. Earlier, um, earlier in the episode, the lawn like they had the point about the laundry, and then later during the battle, the laundry was flying through the command center on mm-hmm. the Argama, like just like around, and I thought it was like a really nice detail. And they do that later in other <laughs> episodes where they have callbacks to earlier events that happened in the episodes, and they're flying around, and they didn't have to do that. They didn't have to have anything flowing through the air, but they did. And I think that's beautiful. I think Tomino is a really talented creative director. Uh, so you, what you weren't gonna say is that they don't have dryers in Europe. No, I wasn't gonna say they don't have fucking right, cool. dryers. Just want to double check. <laughs> Motherfucker, they're on a fucking spaceship. Do you think they give a shit about they're the Dublin. like they're national Dublin. fucking like? God damn, dude. They're, they're, the, the, the dryers don't disappear when I get to Dublin. Oh, fuck. The laundromat we had on board of the spaceship disappeared because, ay, 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 Europe. Am I right? Like Brexit. Ay, ay, ay. We just entered Dublin and now my euros disappeared in my wallet. Oh, no. They stay finding out that they're... <laughs> Their Washington dryers have disappeared as ay ay ay. My clothes, they're I wet caramba. as shit. <laughs> okay. I'm so happy Fa's back. I'm so Ooh. happy Fa's back. Christian, um, Christian, we specifically talked about how much we hated how the show treated Fa in the beginning. How did you feel about her getting reinserted into the story here? I was happy to see her again. I was, um, I was really excited to see Fa um, and see what she was up to, because uh, I was wondering if the Zeta characters would get folded back into the story, like the characters from uh, seventy nine were folded into Zeta, um, and so we are getting a little bit of that, um, which is really cool, and so yeah. I was happy to see her. Yeah, Alex. I I legit re- like big re- restarted at the end of that episode. I wasn't sure if I actually saw Fa or not. Like I couldn't. I, I knew, <laughs> I was like, no, was that's dream. not right. <laughs> yeah, I was like, did I fall asleep watching this episode? Am I going crazy? We watched like, no, okay, Fa is actually fucking back. Yeah, 
It is wild. Like, like, how did this is too she, good to I would be love true. to see how she got with Camille from side <clears throat> one all the way down to Dublin. Like that's just random. Like why? Yeah. What happens? Small world, man. Small world. I think we should you. get a little mini series of them traveling there. As a little yeah. adventure. All of these mini spin-off series that we're scheming up. I know, dude. Solid gold. Gold nuggets. Chef spin-off cooking series. <laughs> Fo- Some of them are better than others. Um, yes, yes. All right, let's jump into episode 34, Camille's Voice. Oh, yeah. Christian, take it away. Camille's Voice. Oh, sorry. I got distracted by a little pug over here. So Camille's voice. Um, the Argamas crew is pressured by local Federation authorities to lay down arms and surrender um, because it appears the Federation uh, wants to give in to Haman uh, Karm's demands. Um, how, however, they resist. Meanwhile, Camille has gone missing. And so... They have to go and search and see where where he's at. Um, let's see. Oh, there's a lot going on. Uh, also, at the same time, Pudu is, uh, she senses that Glemmy is closing in on the Argama. And so she uh, sorties in the Mark II and uh, she tries to intercept them before it reaches, uh, reaches the Argama. There's a big battle, uh, and Camille is able to telepathically communicate with uh, Pudu and the other members of the Argama crew, um, and they are able to fend off um, Glemmy and his horses. And so that's basically the episode there. But uh, yeah, what jumped out to you all in this episode? Alex. Uh... Play. If your name is Play, we agreed upon this. We've talked about this. No, no, times. okay. I'm telling you, but, like, when I'm watching the show, when I listen to them say her name, it's Pudu. They say Pudu. And Play. The, have, her clone, I have a more important. her evil clone is Pudu 2. So, so I can't, I can't, I can't Christian's be saying Play right. when. What we said originally is that you said Play. And then you just don't enunciate it. That was our game plan as a podcast was just to not enunciate any any section of that. Thing. I just couldn't do that. Uh, I can't do that. Christian Christian went ahead and he perfected saying it or tried to, and it makes us all look bad. That's why we all resent you. Yeah, I had a. I had a <laughs> thank you for summing up what I was trying to say, Michael. We have a second. We have a separate text chain. It's just the three of us, and it's just us talking shit about how you pronounce. <laughs> Plus name. Yeah, like Words. this asshole is like fucking like saying like, syllables that, that aren't traditionally guy. found in the English yeah. language. Fuck you. Yeah, what's he gonna sing next? Um, Barcelona. Oh my god. Control your R's, motherfucker. <laughs> See what happens. Um, that but I actually did have a point besides criticizing Christian same play. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Is this is this is the episode when the uh, uh, oh no the intro song changes, I believe, and it marks a pretty stark difference in what's going on from this episode forward in terms of the tone, and it 
does it they, one of my favorite things about it is they do such a good job of showing kind of what to expect from the episode based on the opening so the first 33 episodes you get a lot more of this playful comedy with a ridiculously dumb song not my anime yeah then we get this way more serious song when everything goes south pretty much it gets way more well i mean like the to. next the mm. next episode is like one of the most heart-wrenching like i don't know episodes in the okay actually i i think i have an announcement um the second we move on to episode 35 uh when um in episode 34 the one thing i did want to say is when they found camille it did look like he was filming a cologne commercial with like all of the waves <laughs> crashing around him <laughs> and he was it was so fucking epic mm-hmm. it was like he looked so good i was gonna say so wet. he is still um, rocking the emo vibes and he's you know i project a hundred percent of myself onto this broken boy and i think that's beautiful um yeah absolutely firstly uh, i do want to go back to the song real quick um i also love this the second song so good like when are we gonna when are they gonna have a song that's bad for an opening song because so far i mean what are they five doing? for five five for five or we just bangers. they all they don't slap. miss they yeah. don't miss yeah they're, they're all so good so like I, yeah i don't know someday they're gonna have a bad one but um so far not so uh a really amazing moment for me was when fa was reunited with shinta and kum I found that to be like a really nice moment. Um, and then also, I mean, I honestly, like at the end of this episode, I said, this is my favorite episode so far. And then I think I said that for the next like three episodes as well, yes. because I think that these three, like th- these three episodes are like my favorite of the series of any of the series. But at the end of this one, when Camille is like speaking to all of them as they're like, you know, going about their business, he's trying to save, was life i thought that was great like i got chills like, I, I thought the end of that episode was like so good and i just like was so excited to hit cry play. at the end of that episode Ooh. is that your question is that your guess no no it's not my guess Keep talking. oh it, it happened it happened a little bit it later. hasn't happened yet it hasn't happened yet hasn't i'm not gonna say yet. if it has or it has not and i also i will say that you don't have to guess it in the moment you can go back to a previous thing and guess it but uh, uh yeah guess whenever you want anyway anybody have anything else to say about uh episode 34 camille's voice Mm-mm. i did think it also real quick i did think it was kind of funny how much we were hyping up how judo is like the most powerful protagonist we've had in the last episode in this episode uh like camille's basically godlike in his ability um but i do think that's probably like it's... part of his like current state 
Yeah, yeah. I think he went through a lot in that uh, bit of time and he was comatose to the world. Definitely. Oh, a lot of that. you know, like Camille to me, he seems like someone who overdosed on acid and but just never <laughs> quite <laughs> came back. And he has moments of lucidity. <laughs> he has moments of lucidity, and he'll like be like, "Oh, hi!" But then most of the time, he's like, his brain astral projecting yeah. somewhere, or like, you know, traveling across the universe. Who knows? This is one day on marijuana. Is this what you want to be? <laughs> is this who you want to be when you grow up, son? Oh my god. All That's right, it. That's so, all I have to say. Let's, let's talk about episode 35, which is called The Sky is Falling. So, Hayato, our short king, contacts the Argama and lets them know about Axis Neozeon's plot to drop a colony from Side 4 onto Dublin. They hatch a plan to return to Dublin and rescue as many people as they can. One problem, getting closer to Dublin and to the colony drop causes a lot of distress and anguish for Camille and also for Pla. Fa and Camille depart for the, from the Argama and take refuge in Glasgow as the rest of the Gundam team returns to Dublin. While rescuing as many people as possible, a Neozeon team armed with uh, Nuzaku 3s attempt to stop them and kill as many people in the process. This evil act causes Judo to awaken again and go sicko mode on the Neozeons as the colony falls. All the while, while Camille is feeling everything and sits in anguish. Um... We also in this battle lose Hayato, and I I just want to say a big pour one out for Hayato, our short king. Just a, a massive um, uh, showing from him in the show. I think this is a safe bet, and it's mm-hmm. probably it could be you know you could be tricking us, and you could be crying at a more subtle moment, but I feel like this is an appropriate moment to. This is my guess for when you cried. That. That's your guess was Hanto's death? How could you not? That is not correct. You you lose your shit. Oh, shit. What? I thought you were going to wait and tell us. Oh, I'm already lost. Damn. No, if you're going to put in an official guess, I'm going to tell you it's wrong. Oh. <laughs> I thought you were going to do this dramatically wait until the end. And then you'd be like. No, I don't have the energy for that tonight. Uh, but I I thought this was an incredible episode, Alex. What what do you think about this one? A lot happened. It was a one of my favorite episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Camille. I Camille's the best. I I, I know that I am a big judo fan, and I wasn't. Oh, I've been being judo with Camille all, all this season, but. I mean, let's kind of come back in the last two episodes and just, like, yeah, don't fuck with my throne. Yeah, absolutely. And also, I thought it was interesting that he, like, felt all the pain from when the, uh, the colony fell. Mm-hmm. And it kind of, it did make me think back to, uh, sorry, whatever her name was. Sarasa? No, I just said her name. Sarasa? Uh, no, with the red hair. Crazy girl, Sarah. Oh yeah, Sarah. Sarah. No, Chara soon. Shower. That's what it is. Shara. Yeah, Shara soon and like crazy girl. (laughs) I remember that she like. If you can't remember her name, you can call her Boobzilla. Yeah. 
but she was called Fuzilla by L, who was one of my favorites. So yeah, I'll go by L Causer, Fuzilla. But uh, yeah, I don't or like talking about how how much she just felt pain in battle, and it kind of made me think of that. Like, okay, like there must be some connection to new type psychic ability or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like Camille's obviously feeling it when doing his new new type stuff. On the uh, second, yeah. um, on the second watching of this episode, I, I had another. It was another affirmation to me that the the new type plot device is very, uh, useful, um, in the Gundam universe, and it helps ground everything in a lot of different ways. Like it help that like thinking about new type abilities and how they empathize. They can feel the. The anger, the sadness, the loss, the tragedy of other people, um, even masses of people, um, and you know it. It's also an allegoric device that starts getting you think of like, well, hey, if we were thought a little bit more about other people's feelings like that, would we be as violent to each other? Would be would there be so much war? You know. And that's always, mm-hmm. always what Gundam is like, always kind of like, again, you know, not quite hitting you over the head with, but always posing to you as a question. Um, so that little mm-hmm. moment for me was like, again, like, yes, I do. I really like how they use the new type ability that way to like get you to think about those things. Definitely. I think it it makes the show so much more effective. And I think like, especially... The way that they use Camille in these two episodes, I'm kind of gonna lump 36 together with 35 here because it's just it's the Camille running around, you know, feeling anguish, feeling empathy for you know all like thousands of millions of people. So like I think that the way that they reinsert him back in a beloved character just as a way to demonstrate the pain that he's feeling is like really effective, and especially when when he is in that hospital bed on the Argama and he is writhing in pain because he's going to go like he's moving towards trauma, like towards what he like understands is going to be right. a traumatic thing. It's like, I don't know. It's like, I felt like all of that really shows again, why I think the show is so good. The dynamics of what they're able to show, you know, in the last episode, laundry flying around. And in this episode, you know, are one of our favorite characters from a past season just you know showing so much emotion i feel like it's a really mm-hmm. effective uh use of camille not to get nerdy about it but to get nerdy about it is it precognition or is he just sensing and like a threat is it like a spidey sense a little bit i don't know I think because it, i feel like new type I, ability isn't necessarily precognition but you can I guess he could sense well, the intent, the oncoming like disaster. It is pre. It is kind of like precognition in in battle because they can sense somebody's movement before they move. Yeah. But I think what Camille's going through is like what Tomino. I think like what Tomino sees New Type as is a source of empathy, and I think that the people of Dublin are all in terror. And I think like my interpretation of it is that Camille is sensing the terror that everyone else is feeling. So it's not necessarily like precognition, but he like knows that like that like everyone in this place is going through something horrible. Um, 
So that that's how I took it. But I mean, how Al, Alex, how did you, how do you feel about that interpretation? Um, I I've kind of accepted that being a new type is kind of being able to feel emotions like physically, like not like just empathize, but like physically affect like the emotion and like I think that would explain a bit of how they can like predict what someone's gonna do because they are like picking up on the emotions right the feeling and, and therefore kind of their thoughts and I think that also why Camille is feeling all this pain is he's picking like Michael is picking up on all the emotion of all the terror that they're going through so he he physically feels it and just think about it like it's affecting him when you really dissect know, it, when you really thinking. when you really think about it, it really puts a pit in your stomach when you think about like he's feeling so yeah. much of that pain yeah. and terror. He's writhing, you know. That's you know, it's pretty dark. He it's pretty like this, whoa. Yeah, they take this like <clears throat> disaster and make a personal by making it all on one person. You see everyone's pain on mm-hmm. really drives home and like how bad destroying an entire city is yeah and like it makes you think about like how i don't know like that evolution is so important to the story and like i don't know like if that could if we as humans in our universe could evolve to be that way i think that would make the universe a better place you know yeah right so like that's the point like and that is the driving factor behind a lot of the space noid versus the earth federation is like this is what they want to evolve into, but the the humans are clinging to Earth and clinging to gravity. Yeah. Um. So you know, seeing how powerful their empathy is is like you know kind of helps frame what the story's all about. Even though like you ca- you can kind of forget about that um, when you're watching. Um. Mm-hmm. But you know, I think that's a good place for us to take a quick break, and then we will be back with episode thirty six. Bye. Hey everybody, welcome back. We are jumping right back into the swing of things and we are diving right into episode 36 of uh, Mobile Suit Gundam Double Zeta, Pro 2's Descent. Um, So... We are everybody be cool. Be cool. Puru two. Puru Puru two. Puru two's descent. Everybody. All right, go on, go on, go on. Fucking cool. <laughs> so the Argama and the Gun the Gundam team scrambled to salvage what they can in the aftermath of the colony drop. Uh Puru two sensing her bloodthirsty clone, uh sorties in her cubile. <laughs> to stop the psycho gundam uh in order sorry excuse me in order to stop the psycho gundam she sacrifices herself um uh sadly to no avail and um yeah this episode was intense it was pretty amazing too uh, this is one of my favorite episodes of this block. And not just because it's tragic, but um, I thought there was a lot of really cool action in terms of the the Psycho Gundam. Is it Mark II or Mark Three? 
Who's the Mark II, I think. The second yeah, Mark II. Okay, yeah. It looked just like... Although, did it have... Uh, did it have funnels? Or, yeah, did it have funnels? Or not? It did have funnels. This one Maybe does. Different. Maybe it is a Mark III. Yeah, it could be. I know. I think is that the Mark III uh, the one with funnels. I think the Mark II had funnels too, because I think Rosamy yeah that, and it had funnels as well. I remember that on like the yeah. moon and uh, or on the Axis in Zeta. Yeah. But uh, yeah, all I know is it's episode. I absolutely love like when it's... um, it was blown to pieces after Kudu uh sacrifices herself. Um, it almost looks mm-hmm. like a zombie version of it. Of like, of its former self. Yeah, I thought I like really want to do some fan art of that. I thought it was amazing. Uh, but yeah, what did you guys like about this episode? I did not like this episode. It made me very upset because Clay died. Very, very bitter for a long time. It was a good episode. I'm still upset about what happened in it. I yeah. I mean, I agree. I thought it was very very affecting to be honest I, I don't know it was like a character again like it's another character that we've seen grow a lot and this show is like shown us a lot of growth for a lot of these characters like the show's about growing um and so it really sucked to see a character that i didn't love at first but had grown to really appreciate for the show to then die was like kind of brutal so i have to agree with you there <laughs> All she wanted yeah. was a family, and she was finally fucking getting a family, and then she didn't get a family, and it's just unfair. Yeah. Yeah. Also killed by her clone, also... which is brutal. Yeah, fuck Glemmy. Like, <laughs> literally, that that dude just, I it, like, if there wasn't a reason to hate him yet. It's Again, just... you love to hate him, right? Such a fucker. I don't even love to hate him. I just hate him, like. <laughs> I agree with Christian. I loved. I like. I love Glimmy as a villain, but I do hate him so much. I also really like in these two episodes the um colony that dropped, like as a almost as like a character, just like mm-hmm. seeing it slowly deteriorate. It almost like reminds me of um. I mean, I don't even know if it's like appropriate. To compare it to, but like all of the footage of like the like nine eleven like twin towers mm. and stuff, and like seeing it like slowly deteriorate over a mm-hmm. period of time, ah, just like kind of, um, I mean, yeah, like I I really don't mean to compare like an anime to like a terror attack, but I think that just as a like seeing a. Um, the colony just deteriorate over the course of these two episodes kind of like shows I, I I really liked I mean the attention to detail first of all of like the colony of like getting really close and you know they, they talk about you know colonies tons and tons in this show but you never really see one up close so I don't know just seeing all like the moving parts and the detail of it but also seeing it fall apart I thought was a really cool way of um Kind of showing the passage of time over the course of these two episodes and the i think episode 36 that either ends or during a time where like you know it finally the rest of the colony like falls apart um and uh kind of finishes to rubble um i don't know that 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 is what stuck out most to me 
I think that the battles didn't really affect me as much as seeing the colony just like slowly deteriorate because yeah i don't know that's like incredibly tragic and like you know a fight is like you know one or two people are dying but like this colony just like watching it Mm -hmm. i don't know it's it's a very heavy thing that they kind of boil down into a huge piece of geometry that is just like you know Uh explosions are happening and like it's catching on fire but they you know it's you can't possibly, um, or I mean, like they try to use Camille as like a device of like kind of showing how tragic it but is. You can't but possibly fathom the, like the amount of. Mm-hmm. Well, in the visuals of the colony, I think of just like it slowly falling apart was really really helpful and all of that. I don't know. I I would encourage you to go back and look at just all of the intricacies of the outside of the colony because yeah. it's not just like a big smooth cylinder it like has all of these Mm -hmm. cool pipes and wires and everything and i just like really like that art style um i definitely took some screenshots to like reference later for like my own art and everything but yeah i took a ton of screenshots during that uh during that last sequence um i thought yeah i think that 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 point is really good and i didn't have it in my notes but the these last these three episodes this three episode block from 34 35 36 in my opinion like it it is we talked about double zeta being gundam hitting its stride and i think that these three episodes are double zeta you know hitting their stride just in the middle of this series because i do think that it's like all the elements that we love about it the animation i feel like this is the the most detailed and the best animation that we get um the battles with the funnels and um with the different mobile suits like the cubelay fighting the psycho gundam with the double zeta like that battle was like visually stunning mm-hmm. uh emotionally we have very like uh very personal emotional stakes um with Ple or pelu with um judo her like adopted brother and you know willing to give up herself for that and then we also have these larger stakes of Camille judo feeling the weight of the whole colony fall. So it's just like this multi-level story, all kind of, in my opinion, going right into stride um, with, you know, some also tragic things here and there happening, like losing Plu, losing Hayato. Mm -hmm. So in my opinion, like this, like finishing episode 36, I was like, just like gutted by how, like good it was and you know emotional it was but also just like riding a high on the fact that i feel like we called how good this show is and it is so good yeah, <laughs> yeah. like these yeah. episodes, in my opinion like i didn't want to stop watching it i thought it was incredible um totally. it really feels like this last yeah these few episodes is is the climax of the series yeah you're not wrong Maybe not necessarily of the story but it absolutely is the climax of everything going on it's Everything kind of builds to this, like, like everything builds to this moment of being like, yeah, this is the show that we're making. This is amazing. This is all the skills we've learned from making this show for three years now. Mm-hmm. You know, on mm-hmm. I will say, yeah, I and- like, it's easy to forget, but on my first watch through these set of episodes, like, I'm on the edge of my seat a lot of the times. Like, I am like sucked yes. in and zoned into what's happening. And I think that's that's a mark of a great show, you know, if it if if it can do that to you. Um 
on the second watch through it's, it's not quite like that but it's still really good you know i don't know if you all felt this but it also kind of felt like to me like we have camille's life in the balance here as well as a character like him on the side agonizing over this it just feels like something massive is shifting within him that we like it almost yeah. feels like he could come out of this you know being you know a be- like the better version of himself where he's you know able to have more agency right so mm-hmm. i think like adding that stakes into it as well it's like the stakes of millions of people dying with this colony drop but also the stakes of like character we care about living right, and dying yeah. and camille a character who we really want to come back into the story like we want camille to be like a character yeah. for us to see and he's yeah. there but he's not and so it's like please like do whatever you have to do to like make him fix his brain or like you know yeah. fix, like whatever like, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so just get some therapy I, or like something. that's what had me that's like what had me on the edge of my seat with this so you know i i can't overstate how much i enjoyed those three episodes and then you know you're not wrong alex when you say that this feels like almost the climax because i think it is the show going into episode 37 which we'll talk about now completely changes mm-hmm. um, yes. yeah and so we'll, we'll go ahead and jump into that now episode 37 uh nahil argama leaving the argama on earth the crew returns to space while they depart the atmosphere, we finally see what we've all been waiting for. Not only is Lena alive and well, she's mm-hmm. with Sayla. Guess who? Hashtag there's Sayla. Hashtag <laughs> Lena's alive. Can I have another guess? The crew... Hold on. <laughs> you don't get another guess, Christian. <laughs> Let me let me finish. <laughs> this. We'll come back to it. The crew arrive in space and they r- arrive at the Levian Rose, waiting with the new battleship, the Nahil Argama, uh, or what I'm going to call the Argama Two, because uh, that's just easier to say. When yeah. Judo and the others arrive uh, to Argama Two, they are surprised to find that they have been replaced by a bunch of um, just like bros. They've just been replaced by a bunch of bros, and they're ordered off the ship. At that moment, they fall under a surprise attack uh, attack from Ilya uh, Pazam, a female soldier who has pledged her life to Mashamar. Mashamar's back. Yeah, baby. And he's uh, got a new Judo outfit. Then able... Oh, hell yeah, he does. Judo is then able to fend off Ilya, uh, but Shinta, Kum, Bright, and all the new bro crewmates are kicked from the ship during the attack. Bright then leaves the ship knowing that he the uh Nahil Argama, the Argama 2, is in good hands with the Gundam team. Alright, there's a lot to say here. And I think that we'd be doing our listeners a disservice if we didn't talk Subway. Alex, Christian, what are you gonna eat? What are you gonna get? What's on order oh, hey. when you guys eat these uh, Subway? You're buying sandwiches? the Subway, right? <laughs> I'll I want. I'll fucking order <laughs> you one. Subway. Yeah, I'll order you Subway. I want a foot long meatball sub, baby. Um, right. Well, too bad. Oh, Italian herbs and cheese. Because too bad you're getting tuna fish, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> no, what you're getting, you're getting a turkey sub, and you're getting it fucking covered in ketchup. You're getting the mozzarella. <laughs> <special. the> <laughs> If you call Subway and you order it Mondo style, they'll know what to do. <laughs> That's so gross. I know. Okay, listen. Like, 
they there is a non-zero chance that like subway will have ketchup on hand like yeah. you i well, think they can, have ketchup surely they you can ketchup. conceivably order it oh my god yeah. no no so this is what i was thinking simon and i already talked about the fact you all are getting the mondo special uh, we oh. talked about this the last weekend but i'm thinking yeah. when simon gets into town uh eventually christian will come visit and then uh oh. we'll, we'll all sit down and watch you guys eat a couple mondo specials we'll maybe even uh record something for the podcast okay. but it's Meanwhile, time to put up or shut up because we called it you all were so <laughs> so cocky that lena died. i was so god dude no she way was she's getting vaporized she survived you all forgot you all forgot about the ace in the hole sailor just you know <laughs> around realistically the fuck she is sailor just around to save people <laughs> Okay, here's a question. Here's a question. Here's a question. Uh, whatever you want. Uh, is the story better with her alive or with her dead? It's better with her alive. It's better. It's better. <laughs> we don't need to eat yeah. Subway. <laughs> I just think maybe. For me, I appreciate that she's alive, so I don't have to eat Subway. Yeah. But for you, <laughs> you speak on that for yourself. <laughs> No, but in all seriousness, I do, I do think it's better with her alive, because it's almost like, um, Judo loses a little sister, but it's not the little sister that you thought he was gonna yeah. lose. Yeah, um, it so makes he does plus death a little more bearable, knowing that he didn't lose both, all his sisters. Yeah, both of his yeah. sisters. Yeah, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um. So I did have one question for this episode, which is, uh, Alex. We know that Beecha fucking scams his way into being the new captain of the Argama 2. Who would your <laughs> choice be for the new captain? Uh, either Vu or Mondo. What? Mondo? <laughs> what is the That's Mondo? my choice, and I'm sticking with Mondo it. Mondo choice? Maybe I would Mondo. I, Mon- I don't. I would have bet Mondo, a million like, Subway sandwiches that you were going to say L, but whatever. <laughs> hear me out on Mondo. Mondo is great at coming up with plans that work. Like, like Mondo might be a shitty person. Mondo might not be a good person. Mondo kind of sucks. Hey, but Mondo Mondo's absolutely got the need schemes, a co-captain man. who is going to actually do the things the Mondo correct way. Is like but the Mondo just has some of- good ideas. It's so crazy. It just might. Work. I think like Mondo it, loves doing shit like and that. it and it always works. It always look Mondo. Mondo, all the guerrilla war fighters fighting the Revolutionary War when Britain comes in with the line of soldiers and they're being shot through by trees. It 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 doesn't work. It, everything they knew about war, which was wrong, says that it shouldn't work, but it does work, and that's kind of Mondo. I think- Mondo is the wild Mondo card. would make an excellent <laughs> lieutenant, and I think Rue would be a great captain. Rue is the great candidate for that. Yeah, well, it ends up being Beecha because he just strong arms himself into that. He does, you know, into that position. That sucks. But, That's what men will do. <laughs> yeah, I know, but I do kind of feel like. Um, Torres by proxy kind of is the actual captain. Yeah. Like I think Beach mm-hmm. is just like a figurehead, kind of like the queen. 
um, in England. And then um, we got. <laughs> yeah, he is. Every, everyone knows what he did. He's captain by name of. I don't know why yeah. they just just because he wanted it more than anyone anyone else, and they were like, whatever, just take it. Like we don't give a shit He's about like that the chair. Fucking like <laughs> when little kids are on flights and like you let them in the captain's chambers yeah. and give them a little like a toy plane. Like <laughs> like everybody knows what's up except for Beach. Like, honestly, I wouldn't even say Taurus is the de facto captain. I would say Judo. Like. If he goes out with double Zeta, people are just going to follow him. Be like, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Like, but I think that like the the captain of like that's like there, you know, on on deck. Yeah, all the Tor- time. Torres, Torres is much more is the uh, it's he is, he is the leader. Like he is mm-hmm. the and I'll be the one like directing. He's the one that keeps everything running. Which is really what I captain. They're re- they're- yeah, I think it's a good point to just say that we need to. Make sure that we respect Torres and Astonish. Like those guys have been around, you know, for yeah. the past two seasons, just keeping things going, keeping the wheels turning. Mm-hmm. So you know, just like respect for those guys, Christian. What do yeah, you without those guys, Aragama doesn't it doesn't fly. No, it doesn't. But it's almost like they do it by hundred percent by committee, because like sometimes judo, like Bicha will ask judo for advice on what to do, or you know, vice versa. And, like they'll come up with schemes together, and you know Torres, and, and every once in a while, a be bunch like, of teenagers. Uh, you need to do this, like get your ass out there, whatever. It's a bunch of chaos, bunch of chaos. Yeah, I like kind of love it. Right, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, um, yeah. I thought it was a really cool, you know, the show. Like we were saying, like moving from what we had in the last episode this like full stride of what the show was and then basically kicking bright from the show like just like putting him to the side and saying that like these characters have grown enough at this point to kind of like for these last uh, what we have last eight episodes to just like mm-hmm. go out on their own and you know this is their story now so i what found did it you, like really compelling how did you feel about bright leaving the armada I liked it. Yeah, I think at the end of the day, this is a different show than Zeta. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. Like, looking forward, or it's weird to see, like, sneak previews of future shows. Like, I don't know, just being on, like, the art Instagram and seeing, like, screenshots of, like, Unicorn or whatever, where it's, like, no previous characters. Like, it's almost a little weird that they hung on to, um, you know, all of the... uh old characters for so long mm-hmm. do you well, think, think he should have uh, been kicked oh uh, you think he should have left the crew sooner than he did or oh, you think this was an appropriate time i i really like when the characters go off on their own and like do something off screen and then they come back in like i mean we know bright's not like dead like he yeah. is going to be into the story in the future um, I think that he'll probably play a part in the story, if not in this season, then probably within the next, you know, the next, you know, part of the story, uh, Shar's counterattack. Like, I, I don't think Bright's gone. So yeah. I, it's kind of like where Shar was just gone for like large segments of the last season, log segments of Zeta. You're like, where the fuck has Shar been? Or the fact that mm-hmm. Sayla's been gone for all this time. I like, yeah. you know. I kind of like that we have these characters that we know are off doing something like what the fuck is Amaro up to? And like, yeah. we even like, I think they even mention it in this 
in one of these episodes, they're like, Amro's in space, by the way. It's like, what the fuck is he doing? Like, where is he? Where's he at? He's just like, not like worried about any of of what's fucking going on. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's the beauty of the universe is because you have that. You can wonder about that. Be like, what is all this Mm -hmm. uh, mysterious stuff uh, going on? But uh, yeah, no, I like uh, to answer your question. I think that the way that they let him kind of slowly move out of the story, I think worked really well. Yeah. What do you think, Christian? Um, yeah, he was kind of, it was foreshadowing it. He slowly but surely was relinquishing more and more responsibility to uh, people. Um, I think at one point he shows up on the, the Argama 2 and Beach is already sitting in the captain's chair and he's like, oh, okay. All right, I guess this is happening. Um, so, yeah, I think he's, he, he's confident in the crew. And he's more like, I think you got to think about what he's gone through, too. Like, over and over again, he is True. fucked over by his superiors. And he's, like, fought on multiple sides in this war. And, he, you know, he's unbuttoned his shirt. He's, I don't think he really cares <laughs> as much anymore. So he's like, all right, you guys handle it. You guys got it, you know? He's now. 100%. I also thought it was, I really liked how he left when they got the new ship. Yeah. His era ended with the uh, original yeah. Armada. Like, Definitely. The captain goes down with his ship. Yeah. And I remember, like, a few episodes before this, him being like, we can't get a new ship. This is what our crew knows, what they love. Mm-hmm. And it really is, this is what I love. This is this was my ship. So, yeah, I, I like it's kind of a, yeah, I like the, the, the send-off of being like, all right, new ship. It is new ship, kinda, new crew. It is kind of like your grandma and grandpa. They like get a new car, and you're like, "Oh, wh- like what kind of car did they get?" And they yeah. just got yeah the same car again. It's like the exact Toyota same car. Camry. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a Toyota. It's a beige Toyota Camry. That's exactly what they got. and that's like what the Arkham Two is. It's just the same fucking yeah. ship, essentially. Yeah, um, but I think. I think we we've we've spent a lot of time on this uh, on this episode. So Christian, let's take it into uh, episode thirty eight. Thirty eight, baby. Hold on. The iron will of the Jamrudbin. The Jamrudbin are these really interesting looking mobile armors. I'm still trying to decide whether or not I like them. I think they're pretty cool. All in all, uh, the Jamro three D. Oh. Uh, Danny, Dale, and Dun. Should I do the synopsis first, or should I ask you a question first? I feel like I want to get crazy and ask it, you a question. Do, do, this, do the synopsis, because I, I want to be reminded of this episode a little bit. Okay, so let's see if I can... My notes didn't get as thorough in these later episodes. I'm sorry. So, um, Emily is now, and she's now captain of the Lavian Rose, and kind of the de facto captain of the Argama, too. Because Bright has kind of left his authority in her. And, uh, she accidentally alerts the enemy to their position, and the, uh, Jamrufin squad, squadron, uh, launches an attack. Um, on them, 
and um I, the the Gundam team essentially uh has to fight them off and um yeah that's that's basically that's basically all that really happens in there but i have a question for you guys um between Danny, Dale and Dune who would you have sex with who would you marry Dude, what? <laughs> and who would That's... you kill? <laughs> ah. <laughs> uh, a classic kill, marry, fuck with three of the same characters. <laughs> Easy. Uh, I fuck Dune. Because his name is Dune, and I feel like a guy named Dune fucks. Oh, yeah. Dune definitely fucks. I, ki- I, I kill Danny, because I don't have any room for a Danny in my life. <laughs> And then what was the other one? Dale. He he's just he's just around. He's there to I watch kill... me fuck. He's there to Dune. watch me fuck Dune. And kill Danny. <laughs> and he's just trembling. He's like, what's gonna happen to me? And I'm like, you're with me now. <laughs> this is me and you now. You're with me now. Oh, no. It's absolutely Michael the hundred percent correct. Dude fucks good. The fuck Dune. Uh-huh. And, you know, I'm gonna kill Dell because I haven't met a non-racist Dell before in my life. <laughs> Prove me wrong, internet. <laughs> Prove me wrong. You can't, bro. You can't. <laughs> no. And then I, I guess I'm gonna marry Danny because I gotta marry one of them. Man, we all know Dell. We all know that Dune isn't the marrying type. No, hundred percent not. I disagree. I don't like how. I don't like how Dune fucks, so I kill him. <laughs> I, I get I get Danny over and make him my little I make him my little my little play toy and I fuck him. And then uh, Christian, you you've made me go to corners of my brain that I'm regretful of. I think I need to I cut know. I think I need to cut. I marry the other out. one. <laughs> I think nope, this all needs nope. to be cut out. No, it's staying in. But but the real question is the real question is can we all agree that Danny's are a incredibly gentle lovers that are absolutely subs. I yeah, so. uh, that yes. makes sense. <laughs> yes, makes sense. Hundred percent. I'm also. Uh, I, th- I think. I think we're banning kill Mary fuck from this podcast. <laughs> yeah, it's done. Unless that it's about. Unless it's about machines. <laughs> that one. That one just got really dark. <laughs> <laughs> I I hate fuck Dan. Uh, <laughs> man, I I wonder what my roommate is thinking. Just hear me go, yeah, yeah. <laughs> dude fucks well. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm sure my upstairs neighbors love me screaming about this at fucking eight o'clock. Oh, I'm in a hotel right now. I can do whatever the fuck I want. <laughs> yeah, no, that that's par for the course for a motel. So, getting back to the yeah. the actual episode, Ilya kills the leader. No. <laughs> no. She kills the leader, uh this insubordinate guy that she doesn't like. Mm-hmm. And when as he was about to basically take out the bridge, of the Argama too. Uh so she yes, she yes. basically won the battle for them. I thought that was kind of stupid. I mean I get I get the why she did it, but I thought that was kind of silly writing wise. Yeah. 
to be honest with you, I don't even want to spend too much time talking about this. I feel like your question was the perfect summation of this. There's almost nothing to talk about. It it was just to kind of move the story along. The one other thing that I really liked, though, just as a world building thing, is the little like Tamagotchi thing that Emery had. Um, we don't need to talk about that a whole lot, but I thought that that was the other example of during the battle that Tamagotchi was flying through the um the bridge uh as a little uh herring to my laundry bit from earlier. <laughs> um, you think I didn't have a follow up? Fucking you. Honestly, I thought I thought the follow up to the laundry was the was the uh, colony slowly de- degenerating. Tell some that. I may not I... be the most well spoken, but I'm gonna I'm gonna move on to episode thirty nine, the second coming of Sarasa. Heading for side three, to confront the Neo-Zeons, the Argama 2 rescues two old civilian transports being attacked by Zakus. Aboard the old transports are Sarasa and Rasara, of the Light Tribe, from the Moon Moon Saga. Remember those people? However, However, among the civilian refugees aboard the Neo Zeon soldiers and Haman in disguise. Haman's blonde. Um having um having pushed herself into the crowd in order to make contact with Judo. The Neo Zeon soldiers attempt to take over the Argama, but um Mondo comes out with his big dick energy <laughs> and with the help of Judo stops the Neo Zeons. <laughs> See reasons why Mondo should have been the captain over Bicho. <laughs> Mondo was just trying to show off because. Uh, oh, he has a, Sarasa. a thing. Yeah. No, so, I disagree. Mondo Sarasa. was experiencing like extreme guilt for like he was holding himself accountable for mm. the fuck up of not checking the IDs properly. Yeah. Oh yeah. No. Yeah. You're right. Um. So does does anyone understand what the fuck Haman's plan is here? Because it doesn't seem to make any sense to me. It's if I get next to Judo, I get Judo. I think that's it. I don't think you're. That's wrong. the plan. I think that's, that's the plan. That's really it. Proximity. <laughs> okay. is the plan. <laughs> if I'm Haman Karn's uh, PR representative, I would say that. You know, she's playing a game of chess, uh, and maybe 2D, 3D, 4D, 5D, you don't know. Uh, if she gets a judo, it's basically capturing the king. So, you know, bada bing, bada boom, she gets judo, it's over. So, she has good Look, motivation it's... to be there, all right? Makes sense. Checkmate. Checkmate. Judo. Checkmate. It's simple. Have you ever liked someone before and gone out of your way to sit next to them? Never now, in the middle of a war. Been... <laughs> no, no, here we are. Now, have you ever been the leader of an army and really liked the enemy, 
and do whatever you can to sit next to someone. It's the same thing, I guess. Do you remember, do you remember how, in the, the how in the Civil War, yeah, Ulysses S. Grant, like, like-liked generally, <laughs> and, like, he just, he felt the need to just sit, to to get it just a little close just to him, have... I don't know, shooting a yeah. shot. Yeah, like, you can't, you can't ask someone out if you're not next to them. So, like, you got to do what you got to do. Like, you know, maybe I got to dye my hair blonde and be a different person so you don't like me. It's, listen, we're talking about this in therapy, but it's okay. (laughs) Alex, while you're talking about it, what do you think about Haman uh, and her blonde hair? A little bit disappointing, in my opinion. Yeah. Haman Blonde. Haman Blonde blonde is a good fucking band name, though. Yeah, Yeah. that's a good band name. She should have frosted the tits. That would have won Judah over. I'm on blonde. Fuck yeah. I did, I did like the fit in the episode, though. Yeah. Kind of like nice disguise. A yeah. Bit I think it works. More homely, I guess. It looks yeah. aggressive. Mennonite, almost. Yeah. Really conservative. <laughs> Very <sighs> Yeah. <laughs> on a Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. I don't have much else to say about this episode, to be honest. So, uh, Christian, if you want to take us into episode 40, let's go for it. Okay, episode, wrap it up. Hell yeah. episode 40 is fucking wild. This okay, is, this is... I have way more to say about this episode. This is crazy. <laughs> a thick episode. This is, this is a carnival. <laughs> All right. A c- absolute carnival. Um, episode 40, Tiger Bomb's Dream. Okay. And from what I understand, uh, the Ar- Argama 2 ends up in this crazy hermit state colony where the dictator is this pervert guy and he kidnaps women who <laughs> happen to uh fucking end up there um and so he kidnaps the women of the Argama crew and you know craziness ensues from there let me just just tell you that okay so fellas go ahead and give me your thoughts from this episode uh how hot is Inu okay. dressed okay, as a woman? Michael. All right. Yeah, I was thinking about Inu and Judo. Judo uh, looks like garbage. Yeah, Judo yeah, like did not look like a crack. pretty girl. <laughs> I don't think Inu. the king had a right to say it to, his, to, to Judo's face, but like, I wasn't disagreeing with the king about Judo's Everyone, like, was constantly roasting Judo to the point where the king's guard had to, like, console him. <laughs> like, 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 baby girl, you're not, you're not that bad. Like, <laughs> it was literally, baby, it was like, girl, it's fine. The king's shitty. You're lucky. It was like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. He's fuck. like, you're better off without him. <laughs> you're better off not without to go through what they're going to go through. It got so dark. Do we have time for it? It was oh. funny, though. I thought it worked. Do we have time for This Is Not Okay with yeah. Alex? It's okay. It's not okay. It isn't? I mean, this whole episode is not okay with Alex. (laughs) (laughs) Things that are not okay with Alex. Human trafficking. (laughs) Human trafficking, sexism. The episode 40 of Gundam Double Zeta. I really like the whole look of the palace, though, and all of the mobile Mm -hmm. suits and everything. I don't know. I think that this episode does a good job, like, world building and everything. Yeah. No, the the art style in the column. I don't know. I just cool. like I I think I'm constantly like because all day I am just like having to come up with like ideas for shit and like just imagining the artist like come like 
making the decisions of right. how they want to lay out this colony and like all of the decoration um you know and all the mobile suits that they have like decorating this palace and how all those mobile suits look like one of the mobile suits i took a picture of it it has a fucking like house as a head um which looked like ri- i don't know it's just like a cool decision of like you know, what if, like, we made a mobile suit, but it's a double wide? It, like, it looks cool as shit. I, I want to know what kind um, of reference photos the artists were using to to make the art for all the... For mechs? For the mechs and just, like, the the regular transportation vehicles and the infrastructure, you know? I was thinking about that, too. There's a lot of, like, I don't know, just, like, when was this show made? And, like, was it the 80s or the 70s? 80s. Late 80s. Late 80s. Yeah. yeah. There's a that was like kind of when a lot of uh sci-fi art was really popping uh-huh. off. And I don't know where they got their references from, but like Mobius and like all of these other well, Mobius is the only one I know off the top of my head. But he's a really, really talented mm-hmm. artist. But yeah. I don't know. Also, like, I mean, talk about like reference, like it's like based off of like traditional um either Chinese, I'm not sure. I think it's Japanese, like, architecture. Um, but it's, like, cool to see how they incorporate that. Um, you know, rather than trying to create something, like, entire, like, an entire new IP, you know? But, yeah. Also, they have the petite mobile suits in this episode, which is, I, I always love to see those guys. Yeah. Pete's mobile suits are the best mobile suits. Yeah. The, they're um, the OG suits. It, yeah, and Argama got a couple new people too. I like all the new characters, um, but I don't know. I feel like this is Good more episode. just like palate cleansing going mm, into the yeah. final. You know, I think that like after what the like what the story went through with the stuff on Dublin with the colony drop, I feel like the the show is just like let's kind of like we're getting rid of bright and then it's going to take a little bit of time for the, for the story to kind of settle back in before the final push to the end of the story. Um, so I feel like these last three episodes were good. Like I still enjoyed them. Like honestly, the, the iron will of whatever the, that episode with the Dune, Danny and Dale, (laughs) that was the only one that I felt like was just pretty bad or just like not, I don't know. It didn't really add anything, but these other two, I feel like are still good and it's still moving the story, um, in a good way. But, yeah, I mean, we're we're on the 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 premise of precipice of the end of the show. Yeah. Um, and so what I kind of would like to end with talking here is what do you guys want to see with the last six episodes? Um, we'll start with Alex first. Uh, what? I want to see. I want to see judo like really show control over his new type abilities. Mm-hmm. I yeah. like what you see him Camille do at the end. And I also really want that to be that like a final confrontation between him and uh uh Herman. Want I want her weird schemes to finally work. I want them to sit down and I want him to deny her to her face. I want her go a bit Hell yeah. Uh, crazy as well. I want to see like this epic battle between them happened of these two super powerful new types. Simon, what do, what do you think? What do you want to see? 
I really want to see one of the factions, like, fucking win. I think that that's the most frustrating part of these last... Or the most... Uh, I think the itch that hasn't been scratched for me for these last couple series of it always seems like there's a tie at the end. Like, it's just mm-hmm. like, oh, like, the Titans kind of won, but the good guys kind of won too. And, like, now we're on to a new season. Like, I want to see what would happen to the world if, like, you know... Like the Argama crew, like came out victorious, and Amon Khan, like we're never gonna hear from her again. Like I wanna, I don't know. I'm I'm kind of sick of this, like you know, medium, uh, just like non-confrontational way that they're handling a lot of the endings of the series. Yeah. Um, or the the way that they handle the ends of the series is like the it's very binary how the characters end up obviously like the end of Mm -hmm. the last season like camille lost you know and like other people like came out on top and like same with the i'd say like at the end of uh 0079 like amuro came out on top but like the factions it's just like so gray and i want to see one of the factions like actually like win like whatever that means um but yeah christian what about you what are you looking for uh in in the last block here well i kind of like thinking about what simon said you know i i watched a little bit past this uh episode 40 but i still don't know what's going to happen at the end of the day and i kind of you know what i i feel the opposite way i i like that it's messy because that's what war is like in real life and there's always a third party involved. And, um, <clears throat> you know, there's always shifting graphs on power. And people are always trying to fill in different vacuums wherever they emerge. And that leads to conflict. Um, so what I want to see, I, I, I agree with Alex. I want to see Judo have another Super Saiyan moment and, and go crazy on some motherfuckers. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what I want to see come out in the end, but I want to see. I want to see everyone be okay. I hope everyone is okay at the end of the day, because I really love all these characters. Um, but yeah, <clears throat> yeah, I I like what you said there about like the the gray areas in contrast to to like what Simon was saying, because I I I do think that like. I really like the the resolution that we get for the characters. Like I think that's really important to me. Mm-hmm. So that that's kind of something that I'm looking forward to is just like seeing what happens to our favorite characters, yeah. you know. Like what what happens with L, what happens with Beach and Mondo, and you know, Rude. What, what happens to all yeah. these characters that we've kind of grown to love. So I think I I'm with you on that. But um yeah, we're almost there. And then, you know, what do we have? 6 episodes left of this. Yeah. Five? Only five episodes? Six? What do we Seven? have? Six. Seven. Forty-one through forty-six. Yeah. Forty-one through forty-seven. Something like that. Mm-hmm. We're almost there. So, you know, just that. And then after that, we're on to Char's counterattack. So, you know, I'm like, oh, at yeah. this point, just like so excited to, to get some resolutions to, to what's been happening in these stories. Because I do feel like, to me, it feels like Zeta and Double Zeta are like just one giant story arc almost um yeah yeah so i'm I'm like i'm pretty excited to, to move on to the to the next to the next bit um 
Mm-hmm. Other than that, do you guys have anything you want to say before we wrap it up? Uh, I don't really have much to say, but I I had a lot of fun watching this uh, block of episodes, and I feel the same way that I did last episode. Uh, I think Double Zeta is the best yet. Um, and yeah, uh, recording this podcast is so fucking fun. Just like I don't know, like o- like over analyzing fucking old anime. It's so, so much, funny. yeah. <laughs> it's it's incredible. I love uh, it. And finding an excuse to just get together and bullshit with a bunch of people who who love it is, you know, yeah, that's that's awesome. Very nice. Um, I also think it's funny to like that we're watching this show. Like I don't know, it's just funny because it's not. I feel like it's a little bit out of character for all four of us in a way, but like, it's not like yeah. if somebody was like, are you a massive Gundam fan? I wouldn't be like, yeah, I am. But I mean, like I am now, I guess. I don't know. Like, am I? I was thinking about that the other day. Somebody was just like talking about, like they mentioned Gundam offhandedly and they're like, I didn't say anything, but I'm like, I could spit so much fucking knowledge at you right now like pulling up like specific names of mobile suits and characters (laughs) and like all this stuff and it's just like i don't know that lives in my brain rent free as the kids would say have you all told anyone out in the world about the podcast yes yes i have absolutely Uh, not (laughs) i have told someone i was talking to and it just kind of blew by it a little i've told a few people (laughs) And like, yeah, I do three nine podcasts. And like, I'm like, oh, I am. I'm like, yeah, that's the exact reaction should be. I told, <laughs> I, I told my coworkers, it. and they seem really interested in in it. And I need to, I'm gonna, oh I'm gonna God. message them the the trailer for the show. We should all be more like Christian. We should all just be more like Christian. Yeah, actually, I specifically yeah. told my mom not to listen to it earlier today. <laughs> No, I've I mean, obviously I mean, like, made all my friends listen to it. I'll try to get to listen to it, and that's been mm-hmm. it. Yeah, friends like I, I like no. they all know about it, obviously. But it's just like none of my yeah. coworkers know because like, and Gundams come up actually at work, like like when we were playing a game, <laughs> and I just like didn't say anything because <laughs> I was just like, I don't. <laughs> I don't it's like, hard. It's hard because you're putting know. yourself out there a little bit, you know. Um, I also feel like a fake fan because I could give you all the facts of everything up until Zeta Zeta. Exactly. Yeah. And then anything beyond that, I'm like, I have no idea what you're Same. talking about. I think the, those are the, words yeah. that I know. That is a really good point because of the way that we're doing this as well. It's like we can only watch to a certain point. It's not like I can go out and just like watch a bunch of Gundam series. Like that would feel really weird if you guys, like, yeah. if I was like, by the way, I just watched, you know, all of Wrecking G Stud and G, and you all were like, we're not even yeah. there yet. Like, I don't know. So it's like, even when I'm on, like, the Reddit, like, I always feel like, like, I don't have the full context of all of the story to, like, even post or necessarily, like, you know, have an authoritative voice on anything or have an opinion on everything. Yeah. But I can say that so far, Double Zeta rules. It's so good. And in my opinion, it's the best one we've seen, seen so far. My favorite. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. Great show. It's a great show. I think that finishes it up for today. So we'll be back next week 
um, with our final episode uh, covering the episodes of Double Zeta. So we'll finish up with 41 through 47. Um, so yeah, we'll see you next Tuesday with that. And then after that, we will have, uh, we'll still have a couple more episodes on Double Zeta. Um, I think we'll do a wrap-up episode, of course, where we just take talk broad strokes about it, as well as do our Gumpla review. And then I think we'll probably do another Zero System episode in this season. We'll find a video game to review. So if anyone has any strong feelings about any video games, just hit us up on Instagram or Twitter. If there's any ones that you think would pair really well with Double Zeta. Um, but other than that, um, thank you all so much for listening, and we will see you next time. Uh, thank you, Christian. Thank you, Alex. And thank you, Simon. Thank you, DJRX78. Thank you, Michael. And, uh, as always, now, Alex, is your time to speak. <laughs> okay. Thank you, Michael, for doing the show. And always, I have yet to see any burning cop cars come through my DMs or the podcast's DMs. So you all know what you need to do. Start burning some fucking cop cars. Um, like I say, if you show, if you send me a picture of a burning cop car, and you live in the proximity where I live, I'll bring you some homemade bacon. <laughs> <laughs> now that's an offer I can't. <laughs> no, I, 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 I can say the three other people on this show can vouch for my willingness to get own bacon for a burning cup cup. He won't stop talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> We love Alex's uh, bacon. Alex is the chef of this podcast at this yep. point. Yep, undoubtedly. I get, I get the need of salt. I almost ran out of salt, and I had a bit of a panic attack. So <laughs> I get it. <laughs> also, I think you need a ton of salt to to cure things. Yeah, right. You do need a ton of salt to cure bacon. I had to go to like four stores to buy special salt to cure hey. my bacon. Hey, hell yeah! I was I was having a full on chef style panic attack. Like, there's no fucking bacon in the city. What the fuck do I do? <laughs> it's Portland. So, uh, anyway, <laughs> relatable content. We love you all. Thank you for listening. Bye. See you next week. Bye. Bye. Great. <laughs>